three strangers approach Abraham's tent near the Oaks of Mamre. And Abraham hobbles his old bones out to the entry, and he sees them coming. And being the paragon of hospitality, this 100-year-old man runs to them, uh, and he says, just stay and refresh yourselves a little. I'll get you a bread. It'll be no problem. Just wash up a little bit. And he actually runs and hastens and falls over himself to tell Sarah and the servant to take the choicest flour and go and make cakes kill a young calf, and dress it. He stands while the strangers sit and eat the feast that he's prepared for them. Is there anyone who welcomes another like the great father Abraham? The text begs the question. At some point, and the story doesn't say when, Abraham comes to understand that this is the Lord. The Lord repeats the promise made to Abraham that Sarah will become pregnant, and that she will have a son. Sarah is eavesdropping, just uh, inside the tent on the other side. And she laughs to herself, not audibly. She laughs to herself, and the Lord knows it somehow. And it prompts, uh, well, it starts with this this uh, little accusation of this, uh, she, why did Sarah laugh? And she goes, I did not laugh. Yes, you did laugh. And which I think is about the funniest little conversation that happens uh, in Scripture. And it doesn't have any context for what these people sound like when they're talking. Um, But uh, it prompts also the most wonderful line of Scripture. um, Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? A very simple reader will read the story and say, Sarah laughed and doubted, but Abraham was good and believed, and therefore we should not laugh like that wicked woman Sarah, but believe like that faithful man Abraham. Now, Sarah uh, may have laughed, yes, but last time that God appeared and told them that they were going to have a son, which happens quite a lot, um, It was Abraham who laughed, and he laughed so hard that he fell on his face with laughter. So at least I think Sarah has some composure here. (laughs) We will not read it like simple readers. The rabbis will say to you that this story kind of gives you a little moral leeway for telling why it lies. Here's why. Sarah says to herself in the story, Shall I have pleasure now that my husband is so old? The Lord, translating this, uh, softens this for poor Abraham's very fragile ego and edits it. She says, he says, why does Sarah say, shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Lucky Abraham. Rabbis say, well, this means that little white lies are just fine, so long as you are protecting another's feelings. Uh, You're perfectly fine. Yeah, that shirt looks great on you. No problem. We won't, we won't lead, read like the rabbis either today. But can we read it for the surprise that it is? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? We know that the answer expected of us when asked that question is no, of course not. But we are not particularly conditioned ourselves to the sense of wonder. The laws of the system that we live in are certainty. 
avoidance of surprise, the constant news to keep plugged in, streetlights in every corner that light up my whole backyard, spreadsheets and analysis and give me a standardized test or something because I will spend zero minutes wondering what sort of mysteries it holds. Everything is closed. But the central sense in our stories is that on the way to God, one must sense wonder. When have you felt it? C.S. Lewis calls it another name uh, for the sense. He tells the story of his own conversion from atheism to Christianity in this little book called Surprised by Joy. Because that's what he was. He was surprised by it. Um, Lewis knew that he cared for the, t the stories of the heroes and the gods of Lancelot and fairies and dark woods and darker nights. But what he believed was social Darwinism and military science, atoms, decay. He ended up following what he cared for, not what he knew. But this echo of something that he would name joy, he would follow it, this nagging but fleeting desire would lead him to Christianity. Where he wouldn't capture it, no, it would continue in its fleetingness, but at least now he had a name for it. He says it started in a funny place for him. The Lewis's first glimpse of this joy came through Squirrel Nutkin. Have you ever read it, the children's book? He says this, other Beatrix Potter books were merely entertaining, but Squirrel Nutkin administered the shock. It was a trouble. It troubled me with what I can only describe as the idea of autumn. It sounds fantastic to say that one can be enamored of a season, but that is something like what happened. The experience was one of intense desire. And one went back to the book not to gratify the desire, that was impossible. How can one possess autumn? But to reawake it. I was stirred by a longing, I was stirred by a longing for a longing which had ceased. I was stirred by a longing for a longing which had ceased. When have you felt it? What have you called it? I mean, you may as easily called it a moment of luminosity, a moment of, of grace. The walks in the sunlit pastures of Kansas for me as a child. Or that first time of reading a sentence of Greek without effort, that there was this flash of something understood that just as quickly went away. The world was commonplace again. A moment that can't be captured, a grace that couldn't be summoned or concocted from an event, but a glimpse of something that calls to us from afar. Grace is something that cannot be achieved. Romans reminds us of that today. Paul says that one of the central aspects of this grace is suffering. C.S. Lewis agrees there, too. It's a mistake for us to confuse joy, grace, with this easily fed desire for pleasure. Part of this joy, this wonder, the surprise common to us all is that we want it again and are unfulfilled often. And that is a form of grief. 
an ache in itself. Paul says a part of our joy is pain, which is now not to be avoided, but embraced. He even says that I boast in my sufferings. I don't know that I'll ever get there. But if grace is unmerited, if it is a surprise to us, maybe the best thing we can do is stop concocting ways out of it. Richard Rohr is a Franciscan friar, and he used to spend all of his Lent in isolation in a cabin, 40 days, 40 nights alone. He said he would come back from this experience in the height of bliss, feeling like he was radiating joy and peace. He says that when people look at me, they said, Richard, you look sad. And I said, oh gosh, do I? Because in fact, I'm feeling exactly the opposite. And I don't know how that transferred to my face as sadness. But when you live at this deep time, this deeper level of grace or whatever you want to call it, there's a heaviness to it. Is the rest of the world not seeing what I'm seeing? He asks. Why are they so caught up in trivialities? Why are they making one another suffer so much? He says, it's the strangest combination of being able to hold deep sadness and deep contentment at the very same time. Our story in Genesis today literally evokes laughter beyond Sarah's inward chuckle. Isaac, the surprise of their lives. His name means he laughs, laughter. Abraham and Sarah, though, will soon learn that this grace, the experience, is beyond their control, too. Even this promised grace will leave their grip. The demanding, the sacrifice of what we were sure that the surprise was, the sacrifice of Isaac, the end of their laughter. John Calvin reads that story, sacrifice, and says that the religion that we cuddle to ourselves, that is reliably of our own understanding, must be let go of again and again. Only, I think, to find ourselves surprised again at the places where we find this grace leading us. It has led us all here this morning, waiting like Sarah outside for a glimpse of this strange approaching Lord. This place where every week we hear these great promises of resurrection and the old being made new and life coming into the most barren places of our lives. And maybe you're like me and sometimes you can't help but laugh a little inside. But is anything too wonderful for the Lord?